welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to How to Maximize Client Motivation. It's all about the words you choose. How a simple change in wording radically changes resistant clients. So think about this. You know, a man accidentally falls off the platform and gets stuck in the rails of the London Underground. A train is fast approaching. Another man crouches down and calls, Give me your hand. And to his astonishment, the man refuses. His would-be saviour shouts more desperately, Give me your hand. But again, the man declines. The train is now practically bearing down on him, a great wave of roaring steel coming at him. And suddenly a third man shouts, Take my hand. And the stuck man takes the proffered hand and is hauled to safety just in the nick of time. And the second man is amazed and asks, asks the rescuer, how come he took your hand but not mine? And the other man said, well, I know him, and he's a tax collector, and you said, give me your hand, and he couldn't bring himself to give anything. I said, take my hand, and he found that much easier, more natural. Yes, it's a joke, but it illustrates how important language is as a motivator. The joke may be an exaggeration, but most people do have strong unconscious negative associations with words like losing or giving up or quitting. So we don't like to have things taken away from us. From early childhood onwards, most of us have been conditioned, whether we noticed it or not, to link such terms with the idea of deficiency or lack or weakness of being denied something. And we don't like deficiency or lack or weakness. And we don't like not having something that we used to have, even if it was bad for us. And this can present the therapist with a challenge when a client turns up who wants to lose weight or give up smoking. The very words they use hinder them from getting what they need. And like the tax collector in the joke, he probably didn't know why he couldn't bring himself to grab that saving hand either. So here's two tips on using the language of gain to maximize client motivation. So tip number one, switch the focus from loss to gain. Words frame ideas and ideas power motivation, or not. A middle-aged woman I worked with spent a long time telling me about her year of loss. She'd lost her pet dog, she'd lost her job, she'd lost her son when he moved out, and now she wanted to lose weight. And this meant she was using the most negative term possible to describe something she supposedly wanted. The idea of getting rid of something can provide some motivation, but not nearly as much as the idea of getting something. So I didn't talk to her about losing weight at all. Instead, we spoke plenty about getting slimmer, having more health and fitness, gaining a sense of herself, claiming her real womanly shape, and so on. Why talk about losing anything? As she got slimmer over the weeks, we spoke about how she could notice herself getting lighter and firmer. So don't let the subliminal associations some people have with the concepts of loss get in the way of making life-enhancing changes. Tip number two, look forward to becoming something new. I doubt that the average caterpillar does any logical thinking, but if it could, 
would it think in terms of giving up being a caterpillar, or would it be looking forward to becoming a butterfly? Now think of the language smokers use when contemplating the extremely important task of saving their lungs, stopping quitting, and giving up. It's all looking backwards at the pain of leaving something behind, leaving the past behind. Rather, I like to get them to focus on what they'll get and become. So I talk about uh, becoming a natural non-smoker, reclaiming the oxygen needed by lungs, eyes, skin and sexual organs, looking forward to feeling healthy and strong in mind and body. So-called self-defeating behaviour is often just fear of losing the familiar. And it's odd that we can become familiar with something that might be killing us. But at least when you know what's going on, you can choose your words more carefully and craftily to help with the transition. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. And if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's U-N-K dot com slash blog.